Welcome to another episode of Viper Rambles. Starting with the topic is TikTok removing the like button. Whenever I get a glitch on a social media app, I think to myself, is this really a glitch? Or am I being tested as a guinea pig for something? For my session that I was on TikTok, however long it was, 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever, I was given this, where every single thing that I went to has zero likes. Like every single one. Zero likes, regardless of how many it should have. Like you can see, because of how many comments it has, it would have some likes. At least some would have pressed the like button. And this is like dozens upon dozens. And I think to myself, is this a glitch, or are they testing to see how retention is changed based on whether or not likes can be seen? So like, you guys have probably done it, where I'll flick to something, and then within like a nanosecond, I can identify is this a potential sponsor. TikTok, I'll flick to the corner and see it's sponsored and flick away. Unless it like immediately grabs me or something. Like but very rarely sponsorships are done very well. And with some TikToks, I'll glance over and see how many likes it has. And that will indicate to me how much like credit that I can give to this TikTok. Like if it doesn't grab me in five seconds, I'm like, well, but it's got like four million likes. So it's gotta be something here. So I better stick around. But if something has like five likes, I'm like, this is probably garbage. Watch for like two seconds, that is garbage, and I flick away. I guarantee I'm not the only one who does this. I do think that it would be easier for newer creators to get noticed on the platform if people couldn't see the likes. But it also might increase the level of dissatisfaction that people have with the platform because they'll be more frequently watching very low liked content, which probably correlates with it being worse. Like TikTok wants good content that has low likes to be found and watched, especially by new creators, if they're very talented, but it also doesn't want people to be bogged down with potentially garbage content. And I looked at this and I'm like, am I the guinea pig to see this new experimentation? AI streamer banned for transphobic jokes. So we talked before about the AI Seinfeld generator thing that exists on Twitch that was doing very good numbers, 15,000 viewers and all that jazz. It got bans for making some transgender joke. I probably don't want to show it, but I didn't take it that way. To me, it came off as trying to make a joke that when people have nothing to say and like no one's laughing and stuff, they'll just say like randomly offensive things or something. I just think in trying to do that, it came off itself as sounding too sincere. I kind of want to play it. I best not. If you guys are interested, you can look it up yourself. But um, clearly it's an AI with no particular ill intent against anyone. Just when I was listening to it, I think it was a, not attempting to make a joke about transgender people, but more about the idea of being offensive to try to get laughs. The most logical reason for Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario in the new Mario movie. I hope the plot of the Mario movie is that Chris Pratt plays himself, but he falls in some pipe gets teleported to the Mario universe and people mistake him for Mario and his clothing is torn up so like they give him some of Mario's overalls that they had lying around believing him to be Mario as so that perfectly explains why he was put into the movie and plays Mario even though he clearly isn't Mario in terms of his vocal range and then we find out where Mario went Mario is actually Bowser who got transformed into a dinosaur after a freaky experiment went wrong on an island called Jurassic Park. It's a me, a Mario. And it all links together. Because see, Jurassic Park, like Chris, Chris Pratt's in those movies. At least the Jurassic World movies. I, I don't know if they make a difference, but... 
update on the lawsuit against GTA Vice City and GTA 3 modders. I have nothing to say on this topic, but I will just relay this information because it was covered in a previous rambles from uh, Ben Videotech. New, in 2021, a group of passionate mod developers were sued by Take-Two Interactive for reverse engineering Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Today, both parties are in the process of a settlement without the need for the suit to go any further. So we are unlikely to learn exactly the nature of the settlement or what both sides need to do, but I don't think we're probably gonna get the reverse engineered GTA 3 or Vice City, which sucks. People hate Lester for no reason. Lester is useful, don't know why he's hated. I thought Lester was like one of the most popular characters in the game. Like Lester might be the most recognizable character because he's in single player, he's in online, he's the focus, uh, at least involved in most of the DLCs and he's the guy you call the most in the game. Franklin is more? I don't think so at this point. Like, cause there are some people who never play the single player and just play online. And until Franklin was added there, he was like, you know, a distant memory for those people at least who played it back when the game first came out. People just kind of find Lester annoying because of how much money he takes for the casino heist. I mean, that's just Rockstar taking the money though. That ain't Lester's fault. Have achievements in games lost their value over time? I think achievements once upon a time in games was more about like, hey, you can be one of the few people who managed to do X or Y. Then they became like ways to guide the player to doing new stuff that they wouldn't necessarily find otherwise. Make sure they're on the right beats for the game. But with games like this, these online service games, it's more about like giving people a reason to play as much as possible. You want all the achievements, don't you? Do this 50 times. But they're not achievements, they're awards, very different. Is the GTA 6 world going to be as lifelike as Skyrim? You know what I think Rockstar is doing for GTA 6? I think they're spending all their time trying to achieve what like Bethesda tried to achieve, where like, the world feels lived in, like all the characters actually act and do stuff in the world, even when you're not there. Like it's a living, breathing city that you happen to be in. But I suppose if you do that, then it can really hamper gameplay in some ways. We'll see. Feeling the effects of the sun for the first time. So as I mentioned previously, what I'm trying to do now is every day walk up to my local supermarket and come back. It takes like an hour, half an hour both ways. While obviously I've gone outside many times in the last half decade or whatever, it's not often that I spend time like just walking around with no specific purpose, right? I'll take a car or an Uber somewhere, usually at night, and I'll go indoors somewhere and go back home. This is like the first time maybe half a decade that I'm just walking for the sake of walking. And so I was unhappy to find that I get burnt pretty easily apparently. This is like a couple of days. So this might be like one hour in the sun, three days in a row, and just, I've got my tank top lines here. People did joke with that image though. I can't believe you're giving this away for free. I also realized that most of what causes the outward appearance of aging is the sun. Some studies say it's like 90% of it. And so I would often joke that by being indoors for so long, I'll look young forever, which obviously isn't true, but I'll look younger than I would otherwise if I were in the sun all day. And so I realized like, oh no, if I'm doing this walking all day, that will no longer be the case. But I still want to do my walking, so I'm going to be putting on like a bunch of sunscreen whenever I do my walking, just so I don't get burnt and all that jazz. And apparently it does also prevent some of the cause of aging from the sun. But it is somewhat annoying. Like it was so freeing that I would just like get up, shove on my shoes, put on some clothes and then just walk out my door like that, simple. And now the process of like putting on sunscreen on like my shoulders and my neck and my face, it's annoying, right? 
prep work for anything sucks, but it's something I have to do. And I think it has been making me feel better. I do dislike losing the hour-ish of my day doing this, but uh, I think mentally and energy-wise, I'm doing a bit better. Sleeping, I'm still not very good at, unfortunately, but you know, it's a small improvement. What do I do at the supermarket? I usually buy myself some food. Either I get a Porto, McDonald's, or I just buy myself like a bunch of fruit and vegetables. I try to alternate between the three. You do want some sun. Vitamin D does wonders for your sleep and mental health. I always took vitamin D tablets. So that's not it. I think it's more the exercise. It is interesting though, if you ever go to Australia, you will see people walking around with umbrellas when it isn't raining. And this is why. I remember when I was a kid, or younger, more active or whatever, I don't think I ever saw a person like, unless they were at like a, an event or something, walking around just holding an umbrella. But I see that all the time now. Whether it's people wanting to protect themselves from the effects of aging, or if it's just like how amazingly hot the sun can get in Australia, goddamn. YouTube disapproved of my Burns chest photo. It was actually funny to me. I wonder if the post of it I did on YouTube got suppressed. So normally what, what happens is anything I put on Twitter gets far fewer likes than it gets on in my community posts because I just have more people on YouTube. So this got 4,000, but it only got 1.3 on YouTube. And like me just writing some text got 4K and my VOD channel got 4K, like a 6K. Like this is the lowest post I've done in a long time. They didn't have a link in it. This isn't me complaining. It's more just me thinking about the mechanics of YouTube. I wonder if the algorithm can detect that this has got like a lot of skin in it. And they're like, hmm, this could be a nude image. Let's like suppress this a bit, possibly. Either that or more people on YouTube are revolted by me not having a shirt on. <laughs> Either way. In this business, it always pays to like look for irregularities and try to figure out how, what, what's going on. Did I get the Atriox story wrong in my previous Rambles episode? So this may not interest you, but I find interesting the way that this mistake happens, so I want to talk about it. So in a previous Ramble episode, I talked about how Atrock had been caught looking at deep fake pornography of female streamers. What I said at the time was that he not only looked at deep fake pornography of female streamers in general, but of his friends as well. Now, the reason why I said this was because it had been said in multiple articles and even was the title of an article and I saw multiple people commenters saying this. But I think lines just got crossed because while it is entirely possible that he did that, there's not direct evidence that he did that and I want to explain why. People often use the word friends to mean like colleagues or associates or um, your peers, right? So you have work friends. They may not be your actual friends but you work with them, right? And so a person less in the know might say streamer friends to mean like other people that you know who happen to stream. To what degree I'm friends with say Dunk or Slam? Are we friends? I mean, we talk via live stream, we've interacted, but are we friends? That's debatable, right? And so the people that we know who Atriarch looked at, he likely knows, he's likely met them before, but are they friends? Mm, probably not, right? There's, there's not like a long history of uh, these people interacting with Atriarch in their content and in a friendly kind of way. They could be friends, we don't know. So that's one side of it. Another side of it is the website did contain deep fake images of his friends. But it's just there's not direct evidence that he looked at that material. He did pay for access and he could have, but there's no direct evidence of that. So there's stuff he did look at, look at that those people could have been his friends, but we just don't know that for certain. And there's stuff on the website that is his friends, but we just don't know he looked at it, right? And so 
this combining of circumstantial stuff and the sort of ambiguous way that the word friends can be used led to people saying directly Aatrox was caught looking at deep fake pornography of his friends, right? People throw the word friend around pretty crazy now. That could be part of it, as I say. Other parts of it just assuming that he had a friendship with the people that we know he looked at. Either that or assuming that he did look at the material of his actual friends that he had access to. But you can see how a mistake can be made there. So when someone pointed this out to me and I was like, oh yeah, actually technically that image that we know he looked at, this one, didn't show those direct friends. I, and certainly not his, um, and certainly not his best friend's girlfriend. She was on the site, but she isn't shown here. And so I took down the video within like an hour or something and I explained why I took down the video. So if you watched the first version and you wondered why it was taken down, this is why. Like, I don't particularly like spreading false information. It could be true, but I don't have direct evidence for that, so I, uh, it was a mistake on my part. It is certainly the case that it doesn't change that much about the story in that it is still non-consenting material and whatnot. What this impacts is probably, like, how bad Aatrox looks for what he's doing. Because you can probably understand that looking up deep fake material of your friends and certainly your best friend's girlfriend is a bit weirder, let's say, than looking it up for complete random strangers. Still not good in this particular case due to the non-consensual nature of this material, but potentially a little less weird. Am I being a hypocrite for criticizing commentary channels? So I got called out in the comments and obviously I wouldn't just normally dedicate a section in rambles to a comment, but it, I think it will enable me to clarify some things about my stance in regards to commentary content. So are you a commentator now then, yeah? After saying what you said about people who do the very thing you are doing in this video, commenting on stuff that has nothing to do with you or is not in your area of expertise, unless deepfake is in your area, you even re-upload it because you made errors, you are becoming what you hate and it saddens me, such a hypocrite at times, you are literally using other creator stories as content, just do react videos and be done with it. So this is referring to a criticism that I had of some commentary channels where what they talk about is not necessarily what they are knowledgeable in, what they have something interesting to say about, but merely that which is popular. And people will, like the nanosecond something happens on Twitter, they're like, I have no idea what the hell this is, I learned about 15 seconds ago, let's make a video about it. And I think we can all agree, that's probably not a good thing. In an ideal world, you would have people who are directly involved with, or at least significantly knowledgeable about whatever they're talking about. In making that criticism, I fully acknowledge that I wouldn't seek to restrict people from talking about whatever they want to. I don't know where I would draw that line. I merely say that people should be more cognizant of whether they're fully knowledgeable about what's going on. And so I responded to this dude. He's talking about the Aatrox story, of course. I covered it because Aatrox and I share viewers. We are both speedrunners, both Twitch streamers, and I watched his content in the past. I also critiqued him in my anti-react series. I spent little time on Aatrox himself or even the people surrounding the story and more are just on my own habits for pornography and my controversial tweet. The part about Aatrox was about a minute and quickly moved on from. It did however have relevance to me. Like I'm not saying that people can only talk about things that like are specifically tattooed on their body or something. There was not the critique I was making. And I think it's disingenuous to suggest that is the case. And the reason why I made that critique in the first place is because I think my rambles are to some degree commentary on the wider world. It's just I try to limit it to stuff that I know about or directly involves me rather than simply what is just popular at the time. Stuff that I am familiar with because of a sincere interest. Can you grow an audience just as a streamer? 
Hey Matt hope you're doing well, I was wondering in your opinion what is the best place to start streaming if you have no following anywhere, I am interested to start and would appreciate the input. There's no way to really generate an audience as a streamer just by streaming. You have to make other content somewhere else. So it almost doesn't matter where you start streaming because you're going to be wanting to try and make that into actual content for like YouTube or TikTok or what have you. But Twitch is still probably fine. As I say, you can't grow big just live streaming. So whatever works best for you. Twitch is the easiest to get into, so. And it has the most uh, systems that work for it. TikTok clips get big easier than YouTube nowadays. I mean, YouTube shorts do the same, but whether that's you growing an audience is a separate matter. I've talked about my experience with getting hundreds of thousands of subscribers from YouTube shorts, but it doesn't really convert to views on anything else. Like, I'm sure it does convert some amount, but it's a tiny, tiny portion. It's just when you have nothing, anything you can get is a good thing. It's harder than you might think to make streaming content uh, and converting it to YouTube stuff, especially if you don't have any help. Editing, especially when you're new, is very, very time consuming. Why would you even want those 15 second attention span TikTok people? Because people don't just watch TikTok. Like, I'm the sort of person who watches tons of podcasts and long form content, and even I will scroll YouTube shorts or TikToks on rare occasions. Like, my preferred content is long form content, but as in, like, the longer the better. But sometimes it's hard to find videos that are that long that are engaging. How I can easily identify my fans in the wild. So people have asked me before whether I like being called Maso, and I've talked about this saying I, I find it both funny and has like a familiar vibe to it, like it, it's friendly in a way, and that makes me feel good. It's just a cool nickname to me. But one of the other perks of people calling me Maso is that if I see someone call me Maso in the wild, I know they like my content. Right? It isn't that they know of me in general, or they've heard me say my name, because I never referred to myself as Matto. So like, when I was on the WAN show, there was a dude who writes the timestamps for the videos. They call him the timestamp guy. And in this, he refers to me as Matto. So I know the timestamp guy likes my content. <laughs> you see? It's like a secret thing that only us in the know understand. And so I can identify people in the wild who call me that. Not that I'm saying you have to call me that name if you don't want to. Like, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't fit some people's vibes. Like, some people don't like the word doggo, for example. They consider it too childish or what have you. But that's fine. But I'm just saying that this is one of the perks. Will car keys cease to exist? It's funny, I guess, like, car keys are kind of going the way of the dodo. Because, like, my car doesn't have a key. It has a small thing that you hold, and if it's near the car, the car's able to unlock. I guess that's what they're doing with all new cars and stuff. A FOB, yes. I know what that stands for, but... What car do I drive? It's in chat. A Lexus 2021. IS 300H. I still have a key, it's part of the FOB? Oh! This is it. So like the entire thing drops off. And while this doesn't look like a key, trust me, it's a key. And so it goes in here. And so you, you press this and it drops away. Like... Yeah. Wow. Chat smart. If you ignore all the times the chat says dumb things, you might be the smartest people in the universe. Stop advertising your channel in my chats. It's interesting watching people like that dude just there try to advertise his Twitch. Like how bad must that person feel just being banned in chat after chat after chat? It never works either. If anything, people call you and ask and they ignore you. Yeah, it's very true. Before you're successful, 
you don't know what you need to do to be successful and you don't know what hurts your chances and all that jazz and you're so desperate to succeed that you'll try basically anything and you just want to feel like you're doing something and that's all you can think of because you just you just don't know any better and we're all that way at some point you get lucky enough that you get into a situation to get some useful information from someone that can help you the peculiar character positioning in gta 5. now i notice how off-center the character is yeah i suspect most people don't fully notice but in like most games that is the case like you very rarely have a character fully on center I especially notice when I'm trying to do shorts or whatever. I have to center the character myself. But it's especially noticeable when you watch the Chaos newest season because it's flipped. And so I'm on the right hand side rather than the left. 